cash that you've got. We are adrenaline junkies taking orders from the czar. It's a no-knock raid. Don't be afraid. Paramilitary police state on parade. It's a no-knock Welcome to the Charles Carroll Society. I'm your host, the self-appointed bard of the American Readout. Uh, in this show, uh, we're going to talk about the Catholic Me Too movement and some terrible things that have happened there and uh, what uh, believing Catholics can do. Uh, first, I'd like to go over a couple things that are uh, in the news and I think of interest. Um, first of all, if you're new uh, to the podcast or to the blog, please uh, subscribe and hit that like button. Please share um, the podcast as much as you can uh, because uh, we really do... Um, this is the only way we get out. We are part of the algorithms of social media, uh, alternative voices that say simple things like, perhaps we should not have a genocide of white people in America or South Africa, are somehow seen as hate speech and um, are, are really kind of suppressed. So the only way that reality and, and, and people uh, get out there is if you guys share it. So thank you very much. I'd like to thank my Patreon uh, subscribers. If you guys are can go over to uh, Patreon, we have Jefferson Franklin, another guy down in California. He's a really good guy. He uh, he talks, uh, he emails me a couple times. I'm going to try to do something special for these guys. Um, Jefferson comes up here. He's building a retreat. The other guy says, you know, with his wife, um, he probably can never make it. And I, I, now that I'm going through what I'm going through, I can say that as I, I've shared with you previously in podcasts, uh, I was once, um, I saw, and again, I don't know where, but uh, I can't give, a, um, you know, let uh, the proper uh, credit, but this guy wrote a great article. He, he wrote about uh, tapping out of the modern world, trying to get out of the, um, of, 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 you know, just living in a dead blue state and, and, and just the, the socialist thing. And he bought himself a whole bunch of acres and he, and he said, he said, you know, when you decide to move and live a different life, she will not come with you. The women who are ranch women, the women who are traditional women who want to live deep in the mountains are not the same women who want to live in suburbia. And so, um, uh, you know, I fought and I did everything I could to make him a liar. But um, I suggest that you take a consider, take a consideration for that. You know, take a take a listen to that. So I understand he said, I'm not going to move. I don't want to shatter my marriage, but he sends support up here. He, he, he really, he goes up there. He, he's one of the bigger supporters on the Patreon. We need that uh, Patreon because, you know, we're going to get sued and uh, the costs just keep going up. So uh, we really need to uh, see if we can, people can so value uh, even a dollar a month, $1 a month, which is not much. Uh, it's, it's, but if, if everybody uh, in the sound of my voice, uh, went over to Patreon and contribute $1 a month. That would be great. You can also contribute $1 an episode because I don't put out an episode every uh, every week as I like, but you guys can do that. So anyway, um, let's see a couple of things that I wanted to discuss with uh, everyone. South Africa looks like it's going to go forward with the land seizure. Um, the largest party, ANC, which has enough votes to change the Constitution, has said uh, seizing uh, the white f uh, farmland is something that they're going to do. Uh, that's really not good, and I don't know what the, those guys will do over there. Some people have contacted me about what the uh, white South Africans should do, and the truth of the matter is the only people who, are, who really can make the decision 
where they fight and flee. People can say what you want, but when faced with evil, uh, there's only really two choices, fight or flee. Now, your fight may, your fl flight might look like this, that, and the other. The South Africans are being welcomed by Russians to a certain degree. Uh, by The Australians are trying to get them welcome, uh, and so their flight may be into Zimbabwe. Your flight may be different, but you're, f you, you're basically fleeing or fighting, and your fight may be different. But, um, and the only people who can really make that decision is them. Uh, it's going to be their children who are slaughtered, their women who are raped and slaughtered. It'll be their homes that are burned down. Uh, it'll be a war that is on is fought uh, in range of their homes. So the only people who can who can make that decision is is them. I will say that in in watching the the South Africans and go through the socialists seizing their property, it does make me feel a little bit better. In that I don't really think that patriots, conservative Christians in the United States if ever faced with um, this type of socialist takeover of their government and domineering, I don't think there's a real question of whether we would flee. I've not actually heard a single patriot uh, talk about fleeing the United States for another country. The patriots in the United States, even though they know that, you know, coming up soon there'll be a majority minority and all this jazz, every patriot, nearly every patriot that I've ever spoken to has only one answer to that. We fight. Here we die. And um, so I think the South Africans really, I think it'd be interesting if the South Africans, maybe I should do a video on this on the uh, over that the YouTube channel. You guys can follow me over there. I think it's called the Bar of the American Readout. Search for that on YouTube and you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel in that if I was to, it, now that the ANC has said that they're going to uh, change the Constitution to allow them to steal people's property without uh, paying them, which really annihilates their banks, if you think about it, because the banks own most of that that debt. Um, I would really be calling a Congress. I'd be calling a, a you know, I'd be calling a Congress of, of farm owners and, and other people who may be impacted and to see what they want to do. I would have a vote. I would, I would bring people together and try to come up with um, at least a majority of, of opinion, fight or flee. And um, because I think that's the right thing to do. And like I said, maybe I should, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I should do a video so that the South Africans, a lot of South Africans reach out to me through the YouTube channel and, and videos that we've done for them have been seen thousands upon thousands of times, which is great. Thank you guys very much for sharing. But perhaps that's what they do. That's what we would do. We would get together and we would try to come up with a, a common, a common um, approach because, the, you know, this is going to affect all of us. So anyway, uh, the economy is doing well. Um, and I wish President Trump would spend more time just talking up the 4.1 economy. But I've seen a lot of storm clouds uh, gathering. I'm just um, deeply sad to watch, um, apparently. And, and it's a little bit uh, racist, and, and I'm sorry about that. But <clears throat> it's, it's, it's just me ranting. It's really sick to me to see um, to watch white American voters vote for their own destruction. I mean, it's like, I know that black Americans are 90% vote for their own destruction. And every time we have a large city, by the way, not a small city, but every large city that has, um, uh, a black majority just gets annihilated. Um, just gets, an, uh, uh, we've continued to vote for failed policies, but now it appears to me that whites are voting to destroy themselves. They're voting to support people who hate them. And I don't know, that just, it just bothers me a lot. I don't know why, I, I don't know why we're doing this. I was listening to Laura Ingram, who's extremely good looking. I call her a good looking baby making machine. She's a good looking woman, married and, and producing good kids. She showed that um, currently independents favor Democrats 50 to 33 over Republicans. 
white women, always a great group of people voting, uh, favorite Democrats, 53 to 39 percent. And people over 65, um, older people, now favorite Democrats, 54 to 40. All three of these groups in 2016, Trump won. In Ohio, there's a place where um, Trump won the district by 11 points, and now the Democrat uh, uh, going under Congress is beating out the Republican in less than two years. And so I have no understanding. I really do not have an understanding. It's really, it really just makes me extremely sad. And this time, the, the, the dang Republicans, with their lovable love of tax policy, actually got some stuff done. The economy is kicking butt. All these men are going back to work. People are getting raises. Um, we, we are somewhat discouraging illegal immigration. Have you guys noticed that we haven't had significant uh, Islamic uh, attacks with inside the United States? I mean, uh, President Trump said, I'm, I'm going I'm to focus on security. I'm going to focus on the economy. And it's exactly what he's doing. Yet these three groups, white women, white independents, generally because most, most blacks are uh, dedicated to the Democratic Party, so you would think that a lot of these, uh, a lot of these independents are white, and older uh, Americans flip. You know, these are the people who voted for Obama, then voted for Trump, now voting for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to impeach President Trump, even when the Republican Party has shown that its policies are at least good for the economy in general. I mean, what are we supposed to say about that? But I'm, I mean, I don't I, I really get disgusted. I mean, I don't understand. Why would you vote? I mean, these the, the New York Times, I believe, just hired a woman who said white men are disgusting. White men are a, are a disease upon society. She gets great pleasure by being mean uh, to older white men and white people vote for these people. I mean, I don't know what I don't I. I'm at a loss. I know black people are lost. I know 70% of Hispanics vote for the most uh, socialist option they have. But we're supposed to be getting people off the plantation, more people off the plantation, not adding more people onto the plantation. It's like white people want, it's like white people want, um, it's like white people want to be in a ghetto. They want, they, they somehow want to be Detroit. That doesn't make any damn sense. It does not make any sense. Anyway, um, the Democrats are on the march all over the nation. They're doing great on organization. They have a huge amount of energy, including, um, including in the readout. Uh, there's a huge Senate race over in Montana, which the Republicans have to win uh, to, to maintain control of the Senate. And the, and the, and the unbelievable Koch brothers, who literally are now advocating for open borders, have said that they will not financially support the Republican for who's elected, who's who's running to unseat the Democrat in Montana because uh, he, he, he believes in America first. It's un, it's unbelievable. It's like Republicans have gotten through the, the tax cuts that made the Koch brothers even wealthier. The economy is kicking butt, which made the 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 Koch brothers even wealthier. And yet these guys are like, well, you don't come down on on everything we believe in. So we're not going to support you. We're going to let the Democrats sit there. It's it's crazy. I'll tell you this. Um, um, I bet you the Koch brothers and the establishment GOP are going to be kinder and gentler and nicer and willing to work with Democratic Socialists once they're in power again, more than they were willing to work with Trump, Trump economic nationalists. Watch, watch my words. You'll see this before. You know, watch what I, watch what I'm, watch what I'm saying. I truly do believe um, that the 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 Koch brothers network. And the, the Republicans are going to be kind. They're going to be easier to work with 
to um, easier to work with uh, when they work when the socialists take over. They'll just oh we got to work with them. Let's see if we can do this rather than working with President Trump and his supporters as we try to save this nation. It's unbelievable. I can do a, I'll do a show. I can do a whole show on our issues with the Koch brothers. But their biggest mistake is they think they're right and they think that their money makes them their opinion any more important than your opinion or your opinion. If you're listening to this podcast, why is your opinion on what we should be doing any better or worse than the individual Koch brother? Why? Because they're they've got a lot of money. That doesn't make them right. Why are the Koch brothers any more right than George Soros? He's got a lot of money too. This that's their that's their pride and their arrogance is that they believe, hey, we have the right to tell people in America what is the right thing because we're the Koch brothers. That's what they're saying. It's freaking ridiculous. Anyway, that's just I wanted to cover things. Uh, on my personal note, I, I continue to go through this very painful setting. Uh, it's a uh, I do find it interesting that I think that John Jacob Schmidt and I are going through a similar thing. And uh, isn't it interesting that those things are going together? Um, so it's almost like fracturing uh, the support structure you have for people who speak out against progressives and liberals and communists uh, and to attack them personally and try to destroy them individually. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we know the trials of Job. So uh, for me, I'm going to keep trying to get the voice out there. Like I said, keep sharing, keep commenting. So I know you guys are out there. If you want to financially support the thing, uh, I set up the Patreon. Uh, that's good. But I'm going to keep trying to get my voice out there, even though um, I'll share you share something with you, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, my mother was born a sharecropper. Uh, she was she's a she was born very poor and she had wisdom you can't buy. My mother's past now. And she would tell me uh, as I go through these things that are very difficult, she would say this too, son, this too will pass. That's what she would say. That's what she would say. Son, this too will pass. And she, of course, is exactly correct. Um, and so, and sometimes when you're in a hard situation, uh, that's, that's just what you got to hold on to. And so that we try. Anyway, um, I guess uh, I don't really do breaks here, but if I did a break, I'd be doing it right here. Um, but um, I would say that I want to talk about the Catholic Church and the Me Too movement and what is going wrong, what's going right, and what we can do about it. So as many people who are Catholic, everyone knows that I'm a traditionalist Catholic, <clears throat> um, and you can read about that all over the blog. I talk about it a lot. I'm, I believe that I have a fairly unique approach to Catholicism in that I try to combine libertarian or I would actually say conservative small government, which is very similar to libertarian, but it's different. I'm a conservative small government guy or a libertarian type guy, little L, um, and I believe that combining a civil government that is as small as possible uh, actually keeps the, the all the Christian communities and specifically the Catholic Church safer. So that's, you know, you won't find many libertarians who are Catholics. It's not the most common thing. Um, but in the church, there was a big cardinal who used to be the cardinal for Washington, D.C., who was just found to have raped a, a little, uh, when he was an adult male, raped a child when he, you know, 50 years ago. But that's not the mechanic or whatever. But a cardinal is one of the highest ranking. It's right below the pope. But that's not the real terrible issue. What the real terrible issue is it comes out that this cardinal had a long history of sexually attacking young men going into the priesthood. He would 
um, he would sexually harass and he would um, he would rape young men um, and push himself upon young men. And this was known for many years. And the Vatican can't say they didn't know this because when he was being considered for cardinal, there was another cardinal that literally got up off his deathbed, was flown to the Vatican, explained to the Pope in detail that this guy was not fit to lead any Christian community and all the, the disgusting things he had been doing, and the Vatican ignored him. So um, now that this cardinal has been found out that it's not just um, uh, child rapists um, that are the issue, it's, it's homosexual active priests that are the issue. People are coming and calling it a Catholic Me Too movement where all these young men and uh, are coming out and talking about, yeah, I was 18 and this priest tried to pray on me. Yeah, this happened. I mean, a lot of people are saying I dropped out of seminary. Many of them have lost their Catholic faith because these active homosexual who were put in charge of them were attacking these men. And so they call it a Catholic Me Too movement. I'm completely in support of it. Somehow the, the church needs to be cleaned out. Uh, these people need to be, um, it needs to be cleaned out. There's um we, people just need, it, it, without doubt, it needs to be cleaned out. So I'm completely in support of it, but <clears throat> I'll show you some, I'm going to share some things that you won't hear anywhere else. And, um, and that's why I'm really covering this. So one of the lead people who are talking about the Catholic Me Too movement is church militant and Michael Voris. Michael Voris has admitted that in the past he was a homosexual and an active homosexual when he fell away from the faith and he's, and he's come back in and he's, he's tried to make reparations for his life, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. And it's a shame that he had to come out and talk about his personal failures this way. By the way, we all have significant personal failures, and um, but the homosexualists have said many times, hey, if you continue to talk about us and are a threat to us, we're going to uh, air your dirty laundry. And your dirty laundry is something that you've done, you may have done, and you're deeply ashamed of it, and it's in your past, and you've become a better human being. And these guys, what they're doing is now, they're actively hurting people, sexually harassing people, attacking people, raping people. And I'm talking about adults. We all know that uh, we have a huge problem with pedophilia in the Catholic Church, but we're talking about cardinals and archbishops and bishops who are sexually harassing men under their control. That's why it's me too. It's like, if you want to be a priest, you need to sleep with me. If you want to get promoted, you need to sleep with me. You need to do this, da 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 So I'm, I'm ashamed that Michael Voris had to come up in there, but I understand why he did it. The reason is you just put this out there because um, if you don't, then the homosexualists will say, we're going to leak this information. That's how they run. In the Catholic community, we call the homosexualists the lavender mafia because they wander around just like a mafia and say they'll destroy you. But here is why... Uh, church militant has neutered itself on its ability to uh, take on the Lavender Mafia. Church militant has attacked those who could be allies. This is church militant's problem. Church militant has attacked the Society of St. Pius X, the Society of St. Pius X, which has millions and millions of people who attend their masses. It would be a natural ally in trying to help the Catholic Church, the Rome, the Vatican Church, the Novus Order Church reform in protest, in letter-writing campaigns, in Me Too movement. Why do you think some of these people have said, you know, Michael Vores talks about a, a time where his mother and father, his older brother or younger brother, I think, was in seminary, and someone, uh, a, a person, an older priest, tried to sexually attack him, 
and perform oral sex on the guy, and the guy quit the seminary and didn't want to be a priest anymore, didn't want to be involved with Catholicism anymore. He talks about that. Well, you know, everyone who does that doesn't go back to the same parish, doesn't go back to the same bishop who ignored that. Some people decided to go over and be in the Society of St. Pius X or even even further, the Saint of Acontis over at the CMRI. That's what happened, okay? So what Church Militant did uh, as more than once has attacked the people who could be their natural allies, okay? Church, I always describe it that we're all standing on a wall and we're, we're trying to fight off those who hate the church, hate um, Christianity, hate Jesus Christ. And church militant spends a huge amount of time looking left and looking right and shooting other people who are standing on the wall in a way that they don't agree with. Church militant has, and Michael Voris has the attitude, has the attitude that they can deal with the problem of homosexual rapists in who rape young men, not, not underage children, who sexually harass men trying to become priests and um, uh, boys who are altar boys. Well, that's pedophilia, but young men. He believes he can do that without going to the root of the problem, and the root of the problem is the Pope. Pope Francis, every, almost many people suspect, and I strongly suspect, and I've written about it on the blog if you want to go look through it, that the former Pope, Pope Benedict, was pressed out of office by homosexualists because he was trying to clean up the church. And he may have done something in his younger days, and the homosexualist Lavender Mafia does what it does always and threaten him to expose whatever sins he may have had from many years ago if he didn't leave them alone. And so what he wanted to do, what Pope Benedict, apparently, this is my reading of the tea leaves. It's not perfect, but I've written about how I understand how, why I believe this, um, and, and I'll go over a little bit. But he decided after prayer, apparently, that to save the papacy and to avoid scandal to the, to the faithful, that he would resign so that the homosexualists would not have power over the papacy. But here's the issue. Those same homosexualists then made sure that Pope Francis was elected pope. Pope Francis, which they apparently have leverage over. Pope Francis, which is very pro-homosexual. Pope Francis, who would protect them. So as long as Pope Francis is there, there is nothing significant that's going to limit the power of these homosexualists. But see, Michael Voris and Church Militant believe their opinion that you should not attack or, or, or point out the errors of Pope Francis publicly, that's their opinion. It's not, it's not church teaching. It's not anything. It's your opinion. And other people go, no, you got to go to the root of problem. It was Pope Francis who protected these. Uh, these uh, he has this nine, a council of nine senior cardinals who are supposed to help him reform the Vatican. Two of those nine cardinals now have been found have credible uh, credible challenges or credible uh, credible uh, uh, charges of raping boys and sexual harassing men. Two of his nine. He has utterly failed to rein in the homosexuals. People say that in the Vatican now, the homosexual lobby is worse than ever. And Pope Francis himself, you know, I'm a Navy man. And here's the, here's the truth. When a Navy ship has a problem, who's ultimately responsible? The captain. And you can't fix the ship unless someone steps forward, the captain, and says, this is wrong. 
what I've done is wrong. That's, we've got to fix what this is. You will not be able to fix, you will not be able to fix a ship until you have a skipper who's willing to step forward and say, I am responsible for this. So church militant, one is that they've neutered themselves by not being able to go after the core issue. They'll go after every bishop, archbishop, cardinal, they'll talk of this. He, he does great shows, but he refuses to go after the core of the problem, the, 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 the core of the disease. It doesn't matter what they think of Pope Francis. There is a captain of a ship, and the captain of the ship, that captain is responsible. That's the truth. That is the truth. Anyway, um, and by not going after the root cause, by the, by the way, just by not going after the root cause, he then attacks the society multiple times. And so a lot of people in the society, when I talk about, hey, did you hear, you know, did, did you see what Michael Voris is saying? Did you see, did you see these great shows that he's doing? They're like, we don't, we don't, we don't watch Michael Voris anymore. We, we won't, we won't watch him. We, I mean, and that is a loss. That really bothers me because, I mean, He's saying good stuff. He's saying important things. Yet, um, a lot of people who should be listening to him re- will no longer support him financially or, li- or, or contribute or even listen to what he's saying. And I'm saying, well, but he's saying some important things. So also, by the way, I wanted to talk about it. I get in a, in a little Twitter battles with this guy. Uh, I think it's Novus Order Watch, whatever. He's a CMRI, St. of Acontis. The St. of Acontis are wrong, too. You know, the St. of Acontis, I don't know why they don't spend their time atta- uh, going through the Novus Order Church and, um, and handing out pamphlets to the Novus Order Church and, you know, tracking down the Novus Order Church people and telling them this. They really spend a lot of time with the society and, and saying uh, and attacking society people. And I don't even know if they go over to the Fraternity of St. Peter or the Christ the King people. They spend all their time trying to convince the society to become state of a contest, and they spend all their time trying to convince the faithful of the society to become state of a contest. That's what the CMRI seems to do. And I find that kind of a little bit despicable. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why that's a big thing for them, but that's what they do, okay? So I'm not sure. And they're wrong. The church has never not had a public pope for 60 years. It's never had that. So suddenly now that the church is here, uh, they, we have no visible pope for over 60 years. That's never happened. Um, and they, the state of Acontis try to claim that no pope has been a heretic, but all my priests say, yes, there's many examples of uh, past popes who have been heretics. And so, you know, anyway, let me tell you why the church militant and the CMRA and the state of Acontis and the fraternity of St. Peter, all of them are in error. I'll, let, I'll explain to you why all of them are in error. All of them are attacking other people. The state of a contest attacked a society. Church militants attacks a society. Society attacks the fraternity. Fraternity attacks the society. All of these are, it's like everyone is attacking each other. But here's the fact, Jack. When, the, when a father loses his mind, the children in that house will suffer. And they will go crazy routes. That's the truth. If the father comes home after being married to his wife for 15 years and says, you know what, I've decided that I'm a, I'm a practicing homosexual and a, and a transvestite, and uh, I'll, you know, I'll still stick around here. I'll live in the garage or whatever, but I'm going to dress like your mom, and, and almost everything I've told you in the past or several things I've significant I've told you in the past are no longer true. Well, the children are going to suffer. 
And what church militant, what the CMRI, what the state of a contest, what the fraternity do is they attack the children. The shepherd goes crazy. The sheep are going to scatter. I will repeat, if the shepherd goes crazy, the sheep are going to scatter. If the shepherd refuses to protect the sheep from the wolves, which the Vatican has, the sheep are going to scatter. They're going to run up on top of mountains. They're going to hide over here. They're going to do what they do, which is circle in and put their young in the middle. And they're going to get eaten because they, they, they you know, in, in pieces, but they're going to try. But they're going to scatter. They're not going to sit here. And when this church militant figures out a way, this is all Protestantism. When they figure out a way that this is the way they're going to fight back, then they attack all the other little flocks of sheep or herds of sheep that scattered off through the mountains and say, hey, you're not doing what we're doing, so you're wrong. When the CMRI figures out a way that they can actually stay sane in this devilish time, they run over and look at the other sheep and go, hey, you're not doing what we're doing, so you're wrong. You're, everyone is wrong because it's almost impossible for us to be right when the shepherd's gone crazy. That's Catholicism. We, I, I shouldn't have to be an expert in the, what is it, the thing, the, the papers that the Pope does and footnotes of the encyclical this and the Latin, that. wrong. That's how Protestants approach the Catholic, their Christian faith. Each one of them is a Pope. Each one of them reads the Bible and tells you what this Bible says. That's exactly what the CMRI, the Church Militant Fraternity, all of them are doing. Every one of them. And the reason I don't say the society is because I don't see the society personally attacking the fraternity. The society could care less about the CMRI. The society doesn't even attack the, society, the SSPX resistance. It doesn't. They're like, hey, I, we're just busy managing our families, trying to keep them together and trying to move on, leave us. We're just moving along. They literally, almost every priest of the society that I've talked to are like, we just want to be left alone and to practice our faith. But... Church Militant has put out video. I don't think the society has put out an official video attacking the fraternity once. But the Church Militant, which is backed heavily by the fraternity and Opus Dei, has put out videos attacking the society more than once. They're all wrong. This is, you are, this, we have an autocratic, this is the last absolute monarchy in the West. You're an absolute monarch. The monarch is responsible for the behavior of his nation. There's only one person who's responsible for these sheep scattering, and that is the Pope. That's how the system works. And I'm not going to be, I can't, I, I nearly have to be. We're going to argue with your wife about, literally, we're at a, a Catholic party, and we got in an argument on how the uh, annulment process works and this, that, and the other, and a bunch of women are talking to us, and you know, there's like four or five guys and three or four women talking about this part of the annulment process and that. Who the hell? I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, none of you know we should not, we are supposed to be able to go to any Catholic church in the world, get the exact same gospel, the exact same direction that has been given from time immortal. We are supposed to be able to trust our fathers, our pastors, and we can't. We no longer can trust them. It is not the, the responsibility of the children when their father loses his mind. All these people just attack. So that's my, my suggestion to all of the groups. Stop attacking each other and focus on the... I don't care who you think you should speak to. There's only one person responsible. This is a naval ship. There's one person 
who is ultimately responsible in an absolute monarchy, which is the Catholic Church. And that is Pope Francis. And before him, Pope Benedict. These are the men who are ultimately responsible for the state of the church, period. Period. Focus on the problem or shut up. Really. Really. That's Michael Voris. That's the CMRI. That's a fraternity. Shut up or focus on the core of the problem. What? The, in, in America, every cardinal, every archbishop, and every bishop should be demanded that all of their submit letters of resignation. They all fly back to the Vatican, and Pope Francis decides which one he's going to keep. Then after that, if we find any bishop, archbishop, or cardinal that he's decided not to force to resign, that has anything in his past, Pope Francis is the one who actually put that into place. He's the one who's responsible. That's what happened in Chile. He's, he, he made all the, the, the bishops and archbishops and cardinals go over there or whatever and submit their uh, letters of resignation, but we're still finding all kind of evil going, out, going on. So uh, how do we end? We always end here in the, uh, in the Charles Carroll Society on what we can do. For me, you look, I'm sorry for these guys who want to be uh, cyclical warriors and, and argue uh, in their sofas around their uh, Pinot Grigio about footnotes. This is Cardinal Burke's responsibility, and he's a coward too because he's never followed up on his four questions to the Dubai or whatever the heck it was. He hasn't followed up. He hasn't done anything. He's a coward. He's just one more shepherd who's, who've let the, the, the sheep, uh, uh, left the sheep before the, the wolves. That's what's happened, Okay. So for me, that's why I'm very comfortable in, in parishes like the Fraternity of St. Peter, which normally protects you from the ravages of the local bishop. I'm very comfortable with uh, parishes from the Society of St. Pius. And oh, by the way, the CMRI lies again. The guy from the little Novus Order Watch guys, he says, the Society of St. Pius, you know, acknowledges the Pope, but then refuses to, uh, refuses to obey them. Not true. The Society of St. Pius X have always said, they will obey the Pope unless the Pope tells them to not be Catholic. That's different than saying, I don't obey the Pope. I have the right, I, we have to obey the Pope, but the Pope himself can't tell us not to follow Jesus' Christ's original encyclical, which was the Gospels. No one on earth, on this earth, can tell us not to follow Jesus Christ and that the Bible is wrong. No one, including the Pope. And that's what the society says. We will obey the Pope until he tells us, until he tries to tell us that we can no, no longer be Christians. We're not going to pray like the Jesuits are with, you know, the Hindus. The Jesuits literally go and pray with the Hindus. I mean, we're not doing that because the Bible tells us not to do that. Where's my, where's my fornicators, my adulterers parade? What is it, with fornicator pride parade, adulterer? Was it fornication pride parade? Where, where's my, I, I was born in a way that I love, you know, skinny young Republican chicks. And if it was up to me, I'd have a wife in every port, just like the old sailors did. That's how I was born. That's how I'm pre-wired. So where's my fornicator pride parade? You can't have pride in a sin, or you shouldn't. And when the church says they will, doesn't matter. We can't follow them because they're trying to tell us that we cannot be Christian. So anyway, for you, I would recommend the same thing. Find a Fraternity of St. Peter or Society of St. Pius or a Christ the King uh, parish and attend. That's what I would do um, because it's not just about the Latin Mass. 
it's, it's actually about all of the uh, traditional sacraments given in a way that are, um, that, that are, uh, that, that you can do. And the teaching from the pulpit has to be conservative. Now, you know, Father Z is a diocesan priest, and he uh, seems to be very conservative, and he only does a traditional Latin mass, and he only does the traditional sacraments. So if you, if you are fortunate enough to find a diocesan priest like that, support him, monetarily support him, do everything you can to support him. But I do agree with the Me Too movement, and I'm sorry that most people, some, a lot of people in the sound of my voice on this podcast aren't watching Church Milliner and Michael Voris. I believe that you should close your wallets to every bishop, everything, all of their like calls for you know this, that, and the other, all their campaigns, submitting money to up the ladder to to groups um, uh, that want to do about this, you know, their you know campaign about this. All that money is going to abortion and and contraception and 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 everything. So all that needs to stop. The only people that you support are your parish. And the only parishes that you support are traditional parishes. And, and I, so I put the money in the plate to support, to keep the lights on in my parish. But all diocesan campaigns, all that nonsense from the bishops about this, that, and the other, no. Just like the Republican Party. A lot of people no longer give money to the Republican Party. A lot of people, what they do is they give money to individual Republican candidates, which makes sense because we haven't supported what the Republican Party's done. No one supports any longer what the bishops are doing. Um, so ensure that you go find a parish that has traditional teaching, traditional uh, cons- Catholic teaching, which cannot conflict with the Bible. Okay, make sure that you're going to a church that does more than the Latin Mass, but provides all of the traditional sacraments, all of them, all of them are required. And, um, and for me, uh, off the top of my head, I look at the Fraternity of St. Peter, the Society of St. Pius X, and Christ the King back east. They do, they're only available back east uh, in the big cities, as far as I can tell, but generally back east. And, uh, but there may, you may be able to find there are a few uh, uh, priests uh, who, are, who, are, who run their parishes, uh, and they are allowed to be in their diocesan priests who, who are really good. So those are, the, I mean, you're going to have to drive. There are some who say that if you cannot get to a mass within uh, 60 minutes, then there are some people who go and suffer at a Novus Order mass. But if, especially if you have children, there are other people who refuse to go uh, exposed. They, they just think there's more damage being done to their families. If you have a bad Novus Order a mass, if the only person around is a scandalous Novus Order mass, I know many people who will not go. And they, they may just go to a, a good mass, you know, once or twice a month. And I know, and they, and they tell the priests, uh, and they may have to, uh, they, go, they go to the confession, they work that out with their pastor. But I know many priests from the fraternity and the society, but not the Christ the King, I haven't uh, really attended those guys, um, who will say that, yeah, we're not, you know, uh, they will give absolution quickly, and they will, they will talk about, you know, they, re- you know, you re- they really are not going to press you to go to a bad Novus Order uh, parish. If you have a decent Nor- Novus Order parish, uh, there are some people who go, and there are some people not. That's up to you. I'm, I can't tell you which one is the right way to do uh, each father who is the, the, the head of his own domestic church, i.e. his home, are going to have to make that decision by you watching what's going on there. So closing your wallet. Uh, remember, 95% of, of, of money contributed to the Catholic Church comes from 5% of Catholics. If even 1% of you, in the sound of my voice, who contribute to the, the, the bishop's campaign, closed your wallet, they will fill it. They have to close their wallets until they get rid of all practicing homosexuals uh, in that are bishops, archbishops, uh, or cardinals, or priests, 
uh, or brothers or the religious orders, all of them have to go. Anyone who knew about them uh, preying upon grown men uh, or young men who are trying to enter and who sexually harass these young men, anybody who knew about that and covered it up, they have to go. Okay, so that means that there's going to be a loss of a lot of people. And it has to start at the top. The cardinals have to be fired first, the archbishops next, the bishops next, and the priests last. The reason is, if you don't, like Father Z said, the, the same cardinals are just going to appoint more homosexualist, you know, leaders. They're just the same people who caused the problem are going to be there. That's why in big companies, the board of directors gets changed first, and then they assign a new C staff, you know, CEO, COO, CMO, whatever. So it's got to be started at the beginning. In my opinion, I don't believe that any of this is going to happen with Pope Francis at the helm because he was elected by the homosexualists to protect them from this very thing. I have an article in the, on, on the blog. I guess I can make a link to it uh, in the show notes on, on my page. So please go to the show notes and drop me a comment if you like. And it, it links back to a report that Pope Benedict asked uh, very loyal uh, bishops to do, or very loyal cardinals to do. All these cardinals, I think, were over 80 years old, so they couldn't, they were, they, they couldn't be advanced anymore, and they, I think they were all uh, semi-retired. And he asked them to see how bad the homosexual problem was in the church. They created a massive report for him. They took, I think, over a year and a half of doing all kind of massive investigations. And you know what he, they did? They submitted the, the report to the Pope, and less than six months later, he, he resigned. And that, that report has never, ever been brought to light. No one's ever mentioned the Pope, that, that report, and they just sit there, they act like it's never there. That report, where is it? Can someone give us an executive summary of the report? Can someone talk to about where the report? Has Pope Francis seen the report? Has he taken any action on that report? Has Pope Benedict, when he was Pope, did he take any action on that report? What did the report say? We're not, I'm not personally asking for every name there, but perhaps it should be every name. But initially, let's say that the report was there, give us an executive summary and tell us that somebody took action on it. That report just disappeared. That's how you know it's important. When something like that happens and just all media just disappears, then you know, then you know that that report said something. So find a parish that teaches uh, the gospel and it holds fast to uh, the Lord Christ Jesus and has all the, the, the uh, sacraments. And I really suggest that Michael Voris and Church Militant and CMRI, all of the uh, groups, I've tried to offer peace to them, stop attacking other people. This is a Navy ship. It doesn't matter what engineering did. It doesn't matter what operations did. Well, at least initially, the first person who is responsible for the operation of a ship is the captain of that ship. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time uh, to the podcast, please subscribe again, uh, subscribe to the blog so that um, we always put out most of my content there so that you don't miss it um, and you can uh, get exempt from the algorithms that the social medias or companies are running to keep us uh, to keep uh, to, 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 to get rid of conservative voices. Uh, since 2016, the election of Donald Trump, some total of the social medias in their algorithm, they have reduced um, they've reduced traffic to conservative sites by 95 percent, 95 percent. So the only way that we can get our voice out there and we can share and we can talk about real things um, and not just uh, rehearse the uh, legacy lying liberal media's um, uh, talking points is if you share the social media, get other people to do that, to, to subscribe to the podcast and the blog and share it. That's the only way that we can make sure that our voice is going to be out there. Viva Crystal Ray, Viva Crystal Ray, Viva Crystal Ray, Viva Crystal Ray, Viva i
It's a no-knock raid It's a no-knock raid Don't be afraid Paramilitary police state operate Flashback 